Yay. So here we are for another uh, episode of the Becoming Cosmic to You podcast. And today we have Dr. Selvi. And this is going to be a really interesting chat because I was reading your bio before and you've overcome some really pretty heavy health issues, right? And um, mm-hmm. so let us know, Dr. Selvi, who you are and, and what you do, where you come from. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Dr. Selby Ringasamy, um, I live in New York City. And, um, you know, my journey has been one of overcoming chronic illness. So when I was in college, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, which is an autoimmune disease of the digestive tract. And you know, I just remember being in the doctor's office and them telling me that I had this diagnosis and I was like, okay, like, what does this mean? Um, you know, it's going to be here for the rest of your life. Cause in my head, my, you know, 19 year old head was like, well, when does it go away? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I need? Like a course of antibiotics or something? Like, what are we talking about? You know? And, uh, it was much more than that. So that was kind of, um, you know, the beginning of the journey, if you will, within a couple of years, it just got really heavy. I was in college um, and I wound up needing emergency surgery because my large intestine developed a perforation in it. So basically a hole. They don't know why. I'm in my last semester of college and um, having this really high fever, being admitted, it takes them a few days to figure things out. And apparently they told my parents that if I didn't get surgery, (laughs) excuse me, within 24 to 48 hours that I wouldn't be able to live. So yeah, that was terrifying, you know, and I was just in this powerful, powerful stage of denial of, no, I'm fine. I have things to do. I got to go finish my semester. I want to go to medical school. What are you talking about? No, like as I can't even stand up straight because the pain is so bad. Um, And uh, that first surgery um, led to me waking up with an ostomy bag, which is a bag on your abdomen and your stool comes out of the bag as opposed to using the bathroom, right? Um, And it was like time froze at that moment for me. Um, I emotionally started to shut down Um, physically, you know, it was still a struggle, Um, continued to be a struggle. I went through more surgeries. There was just like, it was like one thing after the other, you know, and they would try all sorts of medications and nothing really worked. You know, the goal had always been to get to remission, but I never even felt stable, let alone getting to remission. Right. Um, And so I didn't even think remission was possible. Fast forward several years, several years later, I wound up having, you know, my nth surgery at this point. And by now the hospital has become this familiar place. I know what the lights look like. I know what the nurses are like, you know, all of this sort of, they know you by name. Like that's when you know you're there too much. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm lying on the operating room table at this point. I'm looking at those goddamn lights again. And I'm just like, this is fucking ridiculous. My friends are going and living their lives. Like everyone around me is traveling and doing things and able to eat food without worrying, you know, and here I am having yet another surgery. I was like, something's wrong here. Like, I don't know what it's going to take, but some part of me always knew that I could heal. And I was like, that was the point where I was like, you know what, I will do whatever it takes. You know, I declared, set the intention, made a vow, whatever you want to call it, you know, to, I didn't even know who I was talking to, but I was just like, I will do fucking anything it takes to heal. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the moment where things started to shift for me. And that was when I started to take ownership, to take empowerment, right? To really be like, okay, what are the things that I can do? Because up until then, I had been told over and over that food doesn't really play a role. 
you know, that there weren't really any studies on dietary changes, which intuitively I'm like, that makes no sense. Yeah, <laughs> that makes no sense at all. Even back then, you know. Yeah. So, you know, and then I wound up making dietary changes and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm starting to feel better. Mm. I have less bloating. I have less pain. What? There's something here, right? Mm. And so I started to learn to trust myself more and I started to explore holistic health and Eastern medicine and acupuncture and things like that. And I started to understand how to look at the body as a whole. So by this point, I'm already a trained Western medical doctor, right? Mm. And the way you look at the body in that system is just, it's very different, right? It's parts, it's pieces. It's, um, you know, if you're looking at inflammation, like in one particular system, you're kind of more focused on that. You're not really looking at a being as a whole, right? Um, mental health, emotional health, physical health, energy. Like I didn't even know there was this concept of free flowing energy in the body. And I started to learn about that. So I'd go to my acupuncturist office and pick her brain. She'd feel my pulse. And she's like, are you feeling frustrated today? And I'm like, wait, I know 75 beats per minute. How are you telling me that I'm frustrated by feeling my pulse? Like, what is this witchcraft? Like what's happening? You know, <laughs> And that started to really, for me, become an education process. And she would explain like how energy is tied into emotions, is tied into physical health and how all of these things impact each other. And I was like, oh, my God, my mind was blown wide open. And that started to become a rabbit hole that I was just going deeper and deeper down. And eventually I wind up finding, you know, the world of spirituality and deep inner work and things like that. And somewhere along the line, I knew I knew that I wanted to not just get to remission, but I wanted to thrive. Like I wanted to live. I've always had this voracious appetite for life, you know, to explore, to try different things, to meet people, to, you know, have different hobbies, right? Um, travel had always been a big desire for me. And I was just like, I don't want to fucking settle for this not feeling good shit. Like that should be basic, you know, like I want to feel well in my body. And so I stuck with it. And eventually I went from these massive, highly toxic doses of medications, like way overdoses, mm -hmm. to getting off of medications entirely and to feeling the best I've ever felt in my entire life. So, you know, now I feel better than I felt when I was in my 20s, you know, mm -hmm. and I have more energy and I'm able to travel and I picked up salsa dancing, you know, and I have stamina and I'm, I'm working in a career that I love. Like, I'm just like, holy crap, like it gets to be this good and even better. I love you know? that. Oh my God, I love that. And you know what, your your path has been like so non-traditional, right? To go through Western medicine and then be exposed to all this, like you said, witchcraft, that must have been a real shock to the system to suddenly mm -hmm. realize that it, it's um, more than just the pieces and the parts and, and the books that you've been taught, right? And I love how you were able to really open your mind to become the expansive being that you have done because a, a, a lot of Western medicine is very, very closed in, right? They're like, no, mm. no, no, you're ill, so you have to take a medicine and that will make you better. But most people know, actually I say most people, but most people who are awake know that medicines don't always cure they mask the symptom, right? And so you don't need to be a doctor to understand that, I don't think. But there are still people that don't understand that, right? They, Absolutely. And, yeah. and there are still people that think that you can be um you can be healed and, and put rubbish into your mouth all the time. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It's like, I mean, you know, coming to your first point, right, about Western medicine, there's so much of this focus on, well, you know, the studies say this or the research says that. And my thing is, you know, at some point I started to realize, wait a minute, those studies were never performed on my body. The research does not directly correlate to me. That's like sort of a general-ish skewed picture. What about my body? What about my unique system? No one's ever studied that. I'm the one who lives in this body, right? Has lived in it since the day I was born. I'm going to be in this since the day I die, right? I'm the expert of that. Absolutely. I You know. love that. Such a valid point. Because I always say to my clients, you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but what we do is cosmic surgery. And I always say, like, you know, your, your, your biggest asset is the body that you're sitting in. Like, that's the most technical piece of kit that you could ever wish to own. Not, not yeah. a pendulum or a set of cards or any other things that people go on about out there. But your body, your, your heart space is so technical no answers and one of the things my team want to circle back to what you said which was so profound mm -hmm. it's about trusting yourself yeah that's, that's everything switch, right yeah because you know up until that point I was very much in this paradigm of trusting what my doctor said or you know like believing what someone else said or anyone other than me knew better what was good for me and that shift started to shift everything of like, wait a minute, there's a voice inside that's telling me I'm alive for a reason. There's a voice inside that's telling me that I can heal. There's wisdom inside that's wanting to come through if I just stop and listen. And that was the greatest gift of being sick for that long was at some point I started to embrace that stillness, yeah. right? With guidance, of course, like initially I was like, I don't know what this world is. Like, I don't know how to navigate any of this, but I had this amazing spiritual mentor and we still work together today who started to educate me in the power of that stillness. And like, but you know, what, what is your wisdom saying? Right? Like shifting that lens back to me. And I was like, my wisdom, what are you talking about at first to like, wait a minute, I know X, Y, and Z, or I get to this point and I'm like, I know I don't need medication anymore. Like I know I'm good. Right. Mm. So that trust is, is like, it's your inner compass. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like a GPS, right. You can't, I, I just, um, I just can't imagine my life without it now. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> what do I do without it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, once you start to wake that part up, it's it's literally that. It's like, mm -hmm. how did I function before? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a zombie, like most of the collective are. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, right? It's like, you don't know what you don't know until you know it, and then you can't unknow it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so going back, my team really want to go back to like when you um, found out you had Crohn's and obviously like as a 19 year old girl, that must have been really shocking because, you know, at that kind of age, a teenager, you're kind of really finding yourself right and you're finding your confidence in your body and suddenly waking up and having to deal with a bag. And I'm sure that you navigate that beautifully now because you're used to it. Right. And emotionally. But that must have been really hard to deal with emotionally. I'm getting emotional thinking about your emotions back then. Yeah. I mean, oh, so, I mean, coming back to your second point, I actually wound up um, having a surgery a year later. I was able to have it reversed. So I don't actually have the bag right now. Oh, wow. But 
the emotions from that time, like I still am processing some layers of that, you know, because I couldn't process it at that moment in time. My coping mechanism was just to shut off from it, to cut off from it. Like I couldn't look at it. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to acknowledge it. I was just like, if I keep pushing past it, I'll be okay. Right. Somehow if I just like, if I run fast enough and I push hard enough, like I'll get past it. Eventually it did wind up catching up with me years later. Mm. How it first impacted me though, was coming to your point, playing on self-worth, right? I remember, couldn't even look at my face in the mirror, right? It was just like, you worthless piece of shit, mm. pun intended, right? Like mm. you can't even poop, right? You can't even poop like a normal person. Like what the hell, you know? Um no concept of self-love, right? Mm -hmm. Believed like I was not worthy of any of that. And that was the navigation system that ran my life for years, decades afterwards, you know, like the choices that I made, the, um, the decisions that I made were ruled by that, like settling for less than mm -hmm. what I'm actually worth, right? What I actually deserve. It took so long to be able to look at myself in the mirror, to look at the scar on my abdomen and be like, this is fucking beautiful. Mm. It's not a damn thing. Survived, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Survived. And every day it shows me just how much it can heal, you know, on all the layers. And I think that's when I started to appreciate it more. But yeah, I mean, initially, like, like, you know, you, like you were saying, like, I felt dead inside for years. Mm. Dead, smiling on the outside, but just totally dead on the inside mm. and once I finally started to feel then all of that started to come up the grief the sadness the the anger right the mm. rage at what had been taken away from me at that point in time right mm. um and how my mind looked at that right and working through all of those emotions the terror like the absolute freeze response that just hit of just like what the hell the trauma right working through all of that over time has led to me feeling so much more freedom and ease and liberation in my body and being like, yeah, there may be lumps and bumps and, you know, what have you on my stomach, but it's beautiful. Because mm, it's yours, right? And you Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I love, that. I love that story because I think, um, I feel quite a lot in the collective that a lot of people are going through this like void at the moment where mm -hmm. they're feeling a lot of unfulfillment and void in their, in their body. And so mm. I love how you explained how you kind of process that trauma, which is basically the void, right? And absolutely, you, you see even really super successful people with lots of money and lots of fame, lots of success, having this void and filling it with things that don't fill them rather than taking it all out, processing it, cleaning the laundry and then putting it all, all back in in a more aligned way. But I love um, that you went really deep. And the, and the thing is, you know, you have to go deep on the empathy and the emotion because then you get to show up your clients in that way, right? Absolutely. And I'm so glad that, you know, you put it that way. It was beautifully said, Louise. And that's exactly it. Because I've gone to those depths, because I've met myself in those places, you know, my clients come to me and they, they aren't traumatized, right? They are scared. They are, but there's a piece of hope too, of like, well, maybe this is possible, right? If she's done it, maybe I can do it too. Something speaks to them but there's fear, right? And there's like sadness. And oftentimes they've, they've tried different things when they come to me and they're like, okay, well, what if this doesn't work too, right? What then? 
And when I'm able to hold them and be like, listen, we can go to those places, right? We can access those layers. It's multifaceted and we're going to go as deeply as you can, only as and when you're ready. No one's going to push you. No one's going to force you for anything your system is not ready for. Mm -hmm. And that's when the beauty starts to happen. Once they feel that safety, mm -hmm. then it's like the barriers get to drop, right? The walls get to drop. The access starts to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's when you see this beautiful healing that can happen physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically. Their whole being starts to understand I'm safe I can come back into alignment now. Mm, I love that. And the other thing, I guess, with illness, my team is saying, um, we don't generally work with people who are ill, but um, it, it's a badge, isn't it? And so people know what they feel like with this badge of Crohn's, but mm -hmm. they don't know what they're going to feel like without it. And sometimes that badge is actually part of their safety as well. So giving that up, their identity is working itself right it's 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 allowing you to say look listen i'm you're going to be okay and this yeah. is what i'm like now but people don't know that people don't know the unknown you know mm -hmm. that's what they scared they're mainly scared of right the the fear of of not knowing absolutely absolutely yeah and coming to your point, yeah, identity is this huge piece right i know i'd been in that place too of like yes holding on so tightly, like, I have Crohn's, I have Crohn's, you know, like, my Crohn's, like, it was just very, very close, right? I held it so close, like, it was who I was, mm -hmm. um, until I started to realize it didn't have to be that way, mm -hmm. right? And there was a grieving, there was a loss, like, there was a whole process, because it was like, this part that I thought that I was is just a part, right? It's not the whole and like you said, the fear of the unknown. Now, what's on the other side of that? I don't know what that looks like. I haven't been there yet, right? Mm. And when you have someone who can guide you through that, right, to be like, you're going to be okay. Mm. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it's unfamiliar, but you're going to be okay. And I'm right here with you. You're not on your own. You're not alone going through this. Makes so much of a difference. And it starts to open you up to that possibility of what could be as opposed to what's been because let's be honest right if what's been what you've been so far is working and you're happy with it then you're just going to stay there right there's no impetus to change like why would you want to heal but if part of you is wanting to get healthy is wanting to recover then it's like your soul knows your intuition knows that there is something that is greater for you and change is always scary mm. but it's possible mm. I love that. You give so much hope to these. Uh, is it just mainly women that you work with or, or men as well? I work with both. You know, it's mainly women. Um, I find that women have certain, you know, hormonal challenges and just personal life challenges that I can relate to on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. But I do work with men as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And some of my best clients have been men, you know. Yeah. yeah. What, um, what kind of symptoms would should people be looking out into with their physical body if they're you know, noticing like gut issues or something's off, you know, they know that something's off, but you know, in this world and day and age, people don't want to go to the doctor and ask embarrassing questions to them, right? I think men are worse than that, than mm. that. But what are the things that people should be looking out for? Yeah. So bloating, right? Let's start with the easy ones. Bloating, diarrhea, constipation, um, 
difficulty digesting food, right? So you eat a meal and you just feel like heavy afterwards. And you may have visible bloating, right? The pregnant belly is a very common one. You know, your stomach was very, you know, calm and flat and all of a sudden it goes, whoop, and like comes out like a balloon. That's a big one, right? And then there's the scary ones that people don't want to talk about, seeing mucus in your stool, mm -hmm. right? Seeing blood in your stool. Like who wants to acknowledge that? That's terrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, fatigue though. And then there's like nondescript symptoms like fatigue. You can have weird skin rashes, achiness in the joints. Like even if you feel like your digestion's a little bit off and you have achiness in the joints, that could speak to something that's been chronic, right? Mm -hmm. If you've like, for me, I had always thought that I had a quote unquote sensitive stomach. That's what I was told back in childhood, wow. you know, and I had ulcers in the mouth and I never had the energy of the other kids and, you know, all of this sort of stuff. Um, so those can be some of the things. If you know that you've had um, a diagnosis of any other autoimmune disease, autoimmune disease, I, I use air quotes, like it's it's kind of sort of a label, like ultimately the label really doesn't matter. But if you have been diagnosed with something like say um, Hashimoto's thyroiditis or rheumatoid arthritis or something like that, that means that there is, um, that inflammation is happening in your body. Right. And so that is also going to have a layer in your gut health. Even if you're not feeling symptoms per se, your gut still needs to be addressed with mm -hmm. any kind of chronic um, illness sort of diagnosis. And oftentimes people come to me and they're like, just something is just not right. You know, I'm either having bloating or I'm having constipation and then I'm having diarrhea or, you know, um, I'm having hemorrhoids or, um, pain, abdominal pain. And I've gone to this doctor and that one and the other one, and I've had these workups and no one's able to answer me. Like no one's able to tell me what's actually going on. And it's interesting because there's a lot of people who feel like having that diagnosis, right? Having that label is going to give them an answer. When the reality is, if we're able to get in there and get to the root cause of what's really going on, which has nothing to do with the diagnosis, it has nothing to do with the label, Inflammation is inflammation, right? Digestive issues are digestive issues. I don't care if you're calling it IBS, if you're calling it IBD, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, heartburn, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, right? It's what's really going on and it's not what your mind thinks. And it's not just physical. It's so much deeper than that. Wow. Oftentimes this goes way back to repeated traumas that have happened back in childhood. I know trauma can be an overused word in this day and age, but it's, you know, what were the unprocessed emotions that are being stored deep inside your tissues that are starting to manifest as physical symptoms, right? And when we go down to that level and we address what happened at that point in time and we address those repeated triggers, in addition to looking at the diet, the lifestyle, the, the, you know, the mental health support that you need, the energy clearing, like all of those sort of things now allow you to beautifully open and start to blossom from the inside. And that has nothing to do with treating a symptom or, you know, slapping on a Band-Aid for now. This is deep. Yeah, definitely. One of the things that my team want to circle back to what you said is um, the stories that you were told about yourself when you were told, said, oh, you've got like ulcers in your mouth. You, you haven't got as much energy. You, um, what was the other one, team? Oh, um, you've got sensitive stomach, you were told. You know, we, we, we pick up so many stories about ourselves that may not even be true, right? And how that manifests for us is potentially quite dangerous, right? If we just take it as fact. Absolutely. Because 
exactly that, right? When you really believe something, that's what you're going to manifest now over and over and over, right? So as long as I believed I had a sensitive stomach and I was going to get sick easily and my body couldn't heal, right, from this thing called Crohn's disease, that's what was going to happen. And actually during that first surgery, I remember my GI doctor telling me at that point in time, the problem with surgery was when you have one, then you're going to tend to have repeated surgeries, right? Mm -hmm. Surgery begets surgery begets surgery. Those were his exact words. And that's exactly what I manifested until I broke the cycle. And I was like, wait a second, hold up. This this can be different. I'm, I'm done with this. Not on board. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so cool. Do you, do you work with Western doctors or, or do you ever get referrals from people who are doctors or how, how, how are you working with those people? To some extent, right? So it requires someone who's very open-minded mm. to the deeper things that are going on, right? So I do have, you know, certain friends and colleagues, even from medical school who every now and then will be like, hey, I've got this patient who's struggling or their child is struggling or, you know, what have you, can you help? Of course, you know. Um, and so, you know, for me, I'm not going to tell a client to stay on medication or getting off medication or what have you, but I am going to help you tap into your inner wisdom, your inner guidance system so that you know what's right for you. And it might be staying on medication for a while. I know for me it was until it wasn't, right? Until something changed inside. And I was like, okay, now I'm done. Mm -hmm. And if you get to that point, of course, I'm going to support you with that, right? But it's amazing to see what the body can do when we give it half a chance, oh, you know? Um, and so it takes a Western medical doctor who's open to that, who's like, yeah, there's more to this picture than what I've learned at medical school. And I don't know everything about it. And if you can help support that, then great, let's do this together so that this patient can get better. Mm. I just think like, I mean, we have the NHS in the UK, which is uh, public healthcare. And I just think like the, the world would be such a different place if doctors were educated on just a tiny part of this, like energy clearing, you know, <laughs> how different the world would be. And and, and also trauma, you know, really understanding that um, it starts in childhood the way that we we speak about each other and stories and all that stuff is really 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 important yet it's not being taught yet I feel like um the children that are coming through now I've got children they're six and eight and uh, they're very in tune my six-year-old will take on the world and anyone really and um and so the children that are coming through now are just so bright you know compared to what we had access to and, and what we knew and and so I, I do see the world shifting and changing, but there's still so much work to do, isn't there, with Western medicine? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting to see how that system is going to play out over time. You know, like, is it going to be the way it is? Is it going to change? Is there going to be a more integrated healer that starts to come forth, right? Um, it'll be interesting to see that play out, you know, because mm. my hope is certainly for more of that integration, for more of that deeper approach, because without addressing those, the traumas that happen, without addressing those deeper layers, you're never going to get to the point that you want to get to. I mean, I know I didn't, and it's just not possible, right? Mm -hmm. It's that depth that starts to unravel your ability to heal, your ability to move forward in every sense. Yeah. physical mental emotional just even opening you up to you know abundance to creation to manifestation to all of that right so mm. any lens you look at it in yeah so true 
it is happening though. I, I get many, many downloads from my cosmic guides. And um, one of the reasons why we start this podcast is to start sharing people's stories on how mm-hmm. they've got through their own problems, you know, and rather than relying on modalities or outdated techniques and, and tactics, we're now creating our own worlds and our own tools. And I, I think that's incredible. And that's what we're witnessing now. It feels like we're we're at the beginning of this process of creating this new world where, like you say, everyone knows how to heal themselves rather than going to a healer. Like, how amazing would that be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, the other side of that, too, is that you don't know what you don't know. But, you know, even with seeking out a healer, right, is that person ultimately empowering you? Mm to be in touch with your own healer on a deeper level, because part of that I feel is embodiment, right? Mm -hmm. And I know for me, if I've met someone who's embodied something that I haven't quite accessed yet, there's value in that, right? Because being in that frequency, interacting with this person, learning some of the things that they've learned, there's going to be some wisdom there that's going to come through, that's going to help me to embody what I want to embody. So there's a difference between that and the old model, right, of I know better than you, I'm going to teach you what you don't know, you know, like with the finger wagging at you. Um, It's very different, very different energies, right? Yeah, yeah. I do as well. I'm one of those people that people try and put me on a pedestal and I'm just like, no, 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 no. We don't do that shit here. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) At all, at all. No, 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 no. No. Exactly. Yeah, I, I love your approach, your work. It's really beautiful. So where's the best place for people to kind of stalk you or, or find out more about what you do, Dr. Sylvie? Yeah. Um, so, you know, my my online home is my website, which is www.drselvi.com. It's D-R-S-E-L-V-I.com. I'm also on Instagram at dr.selvi.coach, Facebook, my first and last name. Um so yeah, I mean, feel free to shoot me a DM if you have any questions, um, you know, let's connect. Um, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I love that. I love the work that you're doing in here and in bringing together pieces that um, if you put them on the table would be very unconventional, right, to bring together. But I think mm-hmm. that's how the world is going. We're bringing together so many pieces finally that um just just fit well together and and i love that you're bringing all those pieces together so such beautiful work thank you yeah i appreciate that and it's true you know and i feel like it's like i said the integration of those pieces that creates the magic right that creates that power um and it's been a process to get there right of you know how do i navigate both of these worlds right because i still understand the western medical world really well Mm. um and i know the possibility and the truth that lives in the holistic health world so yeah Yeah, definitely I love that so what we'll do is we'll include your links on on the um, podcast so people can find you easily okay and um, I'll thank our guests and our readers and our listeners and then we'll have a little chat afterwards so thank you Dr. Selby and thank you to our readers and listeners thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure welcome no problem